This is Agents Influence Podcast. What we're doing is really looking at ways to help build in the strength of Plymouth Rock and the strength of our team, the scale that brings, the operational ideas and innovation that brings by uniting our team. So my focus when I got here was one to upon build upon and maximize the tools and the processes and support that we already had for our business, um, but also to connect our team so we can get the most out of that. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Looky here, loyal listeners. Look what I got. We have Mary Boyd, who is here for the CEO of Plymouth Rock Assurance. And I have to tell you, this is going to be a good one. Why? Because it's one of those that Mary and I had just maybe one or two things we were going to talk about. And I told her, I said, because I have your time, Mary, we have to talk about so much more. And she said, oh, okay, Jason. <laughs> We'll go ahead and try this. So loyal listeners, you are in for a treat. As you know, Mary and I have never spoke before this. Uh, We're just going to give you real conversation right to your ears. And this is Agents Influence Conversations with me, Jason Cass, and today, Mary Boyd. Mary, are you ready for this? Absolutely. I've got three questions that we start out with always. What is Here it is. I'm pretty (laughs) sure you can get them. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm an iPhone user. All right. There it is. We noticed, Mary, on this from asking. I've done over 600 of these podcasts. And from Mm -hmm. asking these, it's always funny. The Uh C-suites, the executives always have the iPhones. And the developers and the tech people always have the droids. And so you falling right in line with it. So uh, uh, congrats, I guess. I guess you should be excited about that. I don't know. I just thought I'd tell you. I'm just just snuggled up to the host, apparently. (laughs) Hey, Mary, (laughs) what's the last app you downloaded? Um, my, my ring app. I just installed a ring doorbell not too long ago. That might be the last app I downloaded. It might be. See, it's always something techie. Um, Mm -hmm. then again, what else are you supposed to do with an app? But yeah, I, I love the ring. Do you just have just the ring doorbell or do you have surveillance all across your house? I have the Ring doorbell. I do have Nest as my other type of uh, yep. technology. In the That's house. what I got. That's what I got too. I'm saying. And same, all same. of my all of my washer dryer ovens. They're very communicative with me at this point. They send me text messages and let me know when they're ready, when they're almost ready, and when they're done. It's wild, isn't it, Mary? It is fabulous. I mean, come on. And not only is it fabulous and wild, but just as little as six to eight to nine years ago, we would have been like, why would you need that to communicate with you? I mean, things are going fast, real, real fast. It's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. Change is good. Um, I always I said this the other day. Uh, Change is okay, but staying where we are is not. So, so like, I, I want people to understand that like change, I understand it's okay to be scared of change, but staying where we are is just not an option. 
It's just not. I mean, and, and is it, we can't even, even if we wanted to, we can't, right, Mary? I mean, it's, it's physically impossible to stay where we're at. First that's of, what I'm talking biologically, about. we cannot avoid change. We right. can continue to learn. We continue to build strength. We can continue to experience new things. And by doing any of those things, we've automatically changed or learned it or evolved, regardless of whether it was our intention or not. So I couldn't agree with you more. I agree. Thank you very much for that. Now, next question, which is uh, one I usually like, or do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Ooh, that's a good question, yeah, Jason. I told you they're good. <laughs> so, good. so I actually, I hate to lose Ooh, more than okay. I love to win, but I really love to win. And most people don't know that I hate to lose more than I love to win because I hate losing so much, well, but you do just now. don't do it often and then no one needs to know. I love it. You don't do it often and then no one needs to know. I like that, Mary. That's good. I like that. All right. Last question, I promise, is we believe here that there's two things that got you to where you are today, luck or skill. Which one do you feel was been a bigger factor in your life to get you to where you are today, Mary? If determination is a skill and a high tolerance for, for, for pain is luck, then maybe both. Um, it's hard to determine which one I have more of, but, uh, those are, those are the two things I would, I would, um, okay. uh, credit with, with, uh, moving me to where I am today. And those both kind of relate to both. So that makes sense. Mary, <laughs> you talked about where you are today. Let's take you back to high school diapers, wherever you want to start college. And in about two to three minutes, tell us how you got to where you're sitting in that seat today. Interesting story. So Come on, I if, love if, if you went back to my there's, I found the other day, my mom's found a high school, um, actually I'll start, I'll say it this way. I, my mom was cleaning out her closet, um, and found a scrapbook that had an article from the star ledger in New Jersey from 1990 when right. I was a senior in high school. And it, they were interviewing myself and a gentleman named John Bellavia because we were the scholar athletes for our school. So we had the highest GPAs and the most number of varsity letters, that kind of thing. Gotcha. And so um, I, I had, so I was, that was my goal when I got to high school. I wanted to be the scholar athlete because I thought that was a great balance of both, of both aspects of my world. Sounds good. And at that point, um, I, I had recently had to think about career development and I ended up identifying actuary as one of the careers that might combine my love of math and solving problems in a business environment. And so I thought I might be an actuary. And, they, <laughs> and so, you know, and also they, in the study of that, the, the little book I was reading at the time said that it was, you know, these are people that had the best chance of often going on to help lead companies. And I thought, well, that's, that sounds like something I'm interested in doing someday and not sure if I could, but I'd be interested in it. And so I had that on my mind. And so in this article, which I did not recall until I read it recently, it actually, they said, well, what do you see as your goal? And I said, well, I, I talked about the fact that I was thinking about becoming an actuary and working in insurance. And I, I thought to myself, how crazy that that's how I, wow. that's one of the reasons why I even started down the track of working in insurance. And my career has evolved over the course of time um, by virtue of being willing to take on new challenging assignments, do the thing that other people didn't want to do. 
Um, and from a leadership perspective, that's always, I've always been uh, strongly rooted in team and leadership. And so when there is an opportunity or a need to help lead, I find myself naturally um, in those roles. Great. And so that, that has one thing led to another. Uh, so my analytical background um, has certainly propelled me into a lot of different opportunities, but I've, my career has spanned responsibilities for marketing, underwriting, operations. And I built the predictive analytics solution that's patented by Chubb um, in my high net worth days. But that was that project mm -hmm. alone was something that allowed me to um, learn how to run and develop an organization. So I believe wow. everything we, we do gives us a chance to get to the next thing. Yeah, a, and you and you and as a CEO, you're bringing a lot uh, to the table. So, did you actually start out an actuary? I was. I began my insurance career as an actuarial trainee. Technically, I started my working career. Um, I was an intern for Nabisco as a sales and forecasting analyst, and I well, I could, was working there first for as an uh, intern in, into um, uh, the beginning of my career. But then I got called by Chubb to for an actuarial trainee position, and I took that. I mean, Mary, let's be honest. You're a straight geek. I mean, you are a math nerd that has, and you know what? So be it. Look where you are today. I mean, leading a great company, um, mm -hmm. uh, Plymouth Rock. And, and, it, and it only goes into um, some of the things that I've looked into about, about some of the telematics and the other things that you guys have done there. But now as you've gotten to where you are at Plymouth Rock and you took over in 2018, I believe is what my... Uh, my, I can't remember the gentleman's first name, but Ollie, was that his last name? Chris Ollie? Oli. Oli. Chris Ollie. Chris yes. Ollie, that was his name. Yes. And so yes. you took over from him. Now, yep. um, when you took over from him, I mean, was there anything that you've kind of done differently with the company? Was there anything you wanted to kind of turn it and move it a different direction? So um, I would say when I took over for Chris, one of the things that was different from the time period that he was here, and he did a wonderful job with the company. Um, he introduced some brand new programs and, and, and built some of our sports affinity partnerships that we've leaned into very hard to help promote um, our brand, to connect our brand of Plymouth Rock with some of the top sports brands in the country or even the world, whether it's gotcha. the New England Patriots or the New York Yankees. Um, we, we are the... Um, Boston Red Sox exclusive sponsor for insurance. At this point, we have the Boston Bruins and we also have the New Jersey Ooh, yeah. Devils. And of course, in Pennsylvania, we've got Penn State. So it's right in the middle of the state and everyone knows uh, Penn State, whether you're in Penn State or in Pennsylvania or Jersey or anywhere else. Or so anywhere, we've, that's right. Yeah, we've, we've found that those partnerships do a great job of engaging our agents, offering exclusive and unique opportunities for customers to get benefits um, related to those partnerships. And they also um, give us a chance to elevate our brand and awareness in a way that also drives um, business to our agency partners. Because if someone sees our program advertised, then they know they can get it from an independent agent. I think we're doing, it's one of the ways we're investing in the channel. One of the things that's different about, so that's continued, that Chris started that, we're building on that and right. continuing to take it. Um, one of the things that is one of the big things that changed when um, Chris was retiring and I was taking over is that the Chris had led um, in our prior structure a very New England based um, 
a structure that could have any any channel, uh, whether it was direct or agency, et cetera. But right not long before I joined, the company decided to um, organize by distribution channel. And so therefore, um, are we, have a, we do have a direct-to-consumer business that's based in New Jersey, um, but my role was expanded to the six states that we write in, um, mm-hmm. and that includes the new states we entered in 2019 of New York, um, and we had just entered 2018 and 20, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania in 2017. So my, my role and, and what we're doing is really looking at ways to help build in the strength of Plymouth Rock and the, and the strength of our team, the scale that brings, the operational ideas and innovation that brings by uniting our team. So my focus when I got here was one, to build and maximize on the, uh, upon, build upon and maximize the tools and the, the um, processes and support that we already had for our business, um, but also to connect our team so we can get the most out of that. And that has actually been really um, a powerful thing, not not unexpectedly, because there are these great ideas that may have um, resided and been in market even in our New Jersey office. And we got to share them across six states in New England or something that was in New England that got to share in our New Jersey office. And, And since we've entered New York, um, we have done the same thing. There's some tests, different things that are unique to settling claims incredibly well in New York that our team in New York knows and we can share those lessons. And the idea here is to utilize the power of a regional company. Um, mm-hmm. Regional companies have, from my view, as a competitor of regional companies in my prior lives, um, regional companies can take the scale that they have and drive it deep into their their local market in a way that allows them to outperform national or global carriers because of the unique insights they can gain from their agents, from their vendor provider networks, from just knowing it. And so that is the reason that that they do so well in where in the places that they are, right? Every high net worth company has an Ohio strategy, but it's because but the Ohio companies really often win. So um, so we did that, but what I got the benefit of is taking the power of really the the New Jersey region, the New England region, and then what would have been a New York region if we had still that regional ma- mindset, and really take that deep knowledge that would have been for the local markets and really multiply it by by bringing that together across our footprint. So well, that, that was a big be- thing. And states can be so different, right? I think that goes back to your regional thing is that uh, if you're in one state, pretty much it may look the same. You're bringing from the same, like, let's say pot. But if you have, you know, what things need, what the needs are in New York versus Pennsylvania or Vermont versus Pennsylvania are so different, but those diversities can really strengthen the fabric. I get that. That's right. Now, now, I mean, you being in your in your uh, analytical mind and, and your actuary uh, experience, and that's what you were thinking. We talked about, and I looked up that you were the uh, the road rewards, and this is a this is a telematics app. Are you using this? Tell me about it, and I want to know how are you using it. Are you using it for underwriting um, and, and other things like that? Sure. Um, so. Road Rewards is our version of a telematics app, and it does respond to the increasing interest customers have in having a usage-based insurance or telematics app. And But this is a special and slightly different take on it in that it isn't an immediate price discount at the point of sale where other companies 
um, although it's evolving, may have just given someone 5% or 10% off or something like that for a period of time for a customer to plug in a dongle or download the app and, and use that. Those, those engagements um, with the customer, they have a high take-up rate, but then not a very high persistency of engagement usually. Okay. Um, now, to the credit of the industry, that's continuing to evolve um, for some of our, our competitors. However, with our Road Rewards app, what it does is it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't penalize in any way at all. It isn't used for underwriting. It's actually used, we, we do evaluate in the same, with using the same kind of technology that exists in, in any of the other standard programs um, through your mobile phone. However, when you're driving and you get your score, you earn points. And with those points, you can redeem them for gift cards, Amazon, Starbucks, fuel, movies, mm. spa, you name it, right? Of course, not surprisingly, Amazon was the, the highest um, um, redeemed gift card during the pandemic, um, still sense. so, and Starbucks as well. So, so we definitely um, have found that those are popular and people can, they can have an app, they can track how they're doing, they can track their points, and then they can redeem those points for, for rewards that translate into real dollars. So instead of getting a, a, a price discount that you forget about right after you, once you've issued the policy or gotten your policy, this is something that pays rewards and dividends throughout the driving experience, throughout the, you know, for the entire time mm -hmm. you're with Plymouth Rock. And one of the things that I find is really beneficial about this, actually a couple of things. One, in the independent agency um, distribution channel, telematics is still a relatively um, new um, feature, right? And it's something that hasn't had a lot of take up compared to a direct-to-consumer business, right? In direct-to-consumer, you can see this 30, 50, 70% of the time, someone might say yes to taking a, a telematics kind of credit and option. That's that's in the single digits for the most part in an independent agency channel. And the reason for that is the concern we all know, right? The concern of, of this feeling of bait and switch, which, um, which it isn't, right? And so in this particular case, this is a all carrot, no stick kind of situation. And so there isn't anything other than a benefit to the customer, but there's also a benefit to the agent because when we have customers that utilize this program and they get rewards, when you're engaging with it, you're looking at how am I driving? How can I drive better? And it sort of gamifies it. So therefore people try to drive better and they earn more points and then loss yeah. ratios improve. And so we certainly see that that's the case. And so combination of loss ratio improvement and retention helps the insurance company in Plymouth Rock, but it also helps that agency, particularly as they're growing a profitable book that is more sticky and less work for them. So that's, that's the, the nature of our program. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, 
I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel, cast certified. And that would be interesting. I'm thinking of some of my carriers that actually do do similar things. And I'm actually curious is that I should call them and say, what is my loss ratio with those who have the t that app versus uh -huh. those who don't? Because I think the penetration rate, Mary, when it, when you see it with the in independent agents is um, it's not, it's the, the belief is probably more coming from the agency owner or the agent who's selling it than it is the consumer. It's yeah. the trust that, oh yeah, they're only collecting this data for a while, but they'll end up using it later and then they'll raise my rate and I'll have to move the client. I think that more of the trust factor, I think is with, I think as you said, outside of the independent agent system, didn't you say there's more of a um, uh, penetration adaption yes. rate? Yes. yes. And I see that's why I think it's I don't think it's the consumer because that's proven right there. I think it's the the tendency of the agent not to do it. Now, think about this, Mary. Like, I understand not everything should be used like this way, but think about it. Like, depending on how much I use my gym that I work mm -hmm. out in, yeah. they charge me more. Right. Um, if I go and I want to eat a lot of food, I get charged more for eating the food. I mean, it's really ridiculous when you think about the fact that we're having anybody pushing back on telematic system. And I am a terrible driver. I'm an absolute terrible driver. And what I mean by that is knock on wood, no claims, accidents, but I like to really go fast in my, in my infinity. I really truly do. So someone like me may be scared of that, but I think overall, the vast majority of people drive pretty damn good. I mean, 60, 70, I'm going to say 80% of them drive really good. I know it because I'm always honking at them, telling them to get the hell over so that I can get by. Just joking. But it just seems weird that when all of a sudden we come out with this telematic way, the usage base, that people would get freaked out in that. I, it just is really kind of crazy. Don't you find that weird? I Well, you know, everyone that... You're the first person I've ever met that when that admitted that they're not a good driver because pretty much everyone else I know believes they're a great driver, really great driver. No matter what, I am a what. great driver. I just break the rules a lot. And I know this. You know <laughs> the rules I mean, don't the rules don't don't fit your driving style. Yeah, so exactly um, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. There, exactly. There's, you're right. There, so there, there is certainly a fear factor around. Well, if you're watching me, you're not going to use this information for good right? Or for good purposes. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though, to your point, right? The, in other aspects of our lives, the, you know, the, on our phones, Google maps, right? That's probably, or Waze, one of the most used apps that exists. How mm -hmm. do people think that, that the, the information and the guidance is given to them. Like it's because Good, it's, it's watching how much they're, how, where, where they are at. It's, it's keeping track of how fast they're going. It's all of those, all that information's in there. It's the same technology. We're just looking to use it 
to help. And if you're driving better, you're going to pay less than the average or pay less than what your current amount is. And so that's a good thing. If you're driving worse, right. well, that's, that's sort of what it would be. Eventually, someone's going to figure that out when you run into things or somebody mm -hmm. catches you driving too fast and you get some tickets. So those are, I, I think you're absolutely on point there. Although I bet you can find a gym where you don't need to pay more if you use it more. That feels like a, that feels like a, just like some, well, like the wrong it has message like, they're sending you. It has like tanning beds in it or you oh, can use okay. it all. You know what I mean? Like the Features. more you use it. Yeah. Okay. Like Features. if I go there every day versus once a week, yeah, they don't charge me more okay. for that. That's good. Um, but in gonna... a way that would be good, right? Rather than charge me $30 a month, if you only go once a week, charge me 10 bucks and you're still going to keep my money because it's less. I don't know. But anyways, it has to do – I mean – yeah. I really, really do think it's just – it blows my mind. And when you're talking about the Google uh, Maps and stuff, it's like the people that walk around and are like, I don't really want you know Uncle Sam watching me. And it's like, dude, you have a cell phone in your hand that tells yes. them everything if they wanted to know. you know. And majority right. of the times it will say, would you like to share your data? And most people are just clicking yes, 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 yeah. just to get the app downloaded, you know? Oh, but sure. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so funny how we compartmentalize in our mind where it's okay here, but not okay over here. And I think time breaks that down, right? When you say, I mean, it, it, it's very similar also, Mary, to the credit, credit scoring. Yes. Um, earlier in life, that credit scoring was everybody was, oh my gosh. And after yes. a while, us agents... It got to the point where we would sell it as, listen, if you have decent to good credit, there's nothing for yeah. you to be worried about here. This is actually going to help your rate. Yes. And I think now the consumer kind of knows that. They all still don't agree with it, but it actually benefits them. It, you so. know, it, 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 it has because it, any information that can help more accurately predict whether somebody is going to have a loss or they're going to have a larger or smaller costing loss uh, to correct – um, it will certainly help predict the price and then it can it does to your point credit's a great example of one that overall there's of course overall it's helped pricing in the market it, mm -hmm. it, it hasn't done that universally um, and there are certainly pockets where it can be improved and so that's yeah, that's really important um, however it is it is something that has, overall allowed us to reduce from having an average rate that would have to sit up much higher to something that would be more of a, let's say a curve like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that most people can in the middle can actually get better, get better pricing than they would have otherwise. And so you're right. Telematics is, would be way more powerful than credit because it's not just using a surrogate for what your driving behavior is. It's your driving behavior and your driving behavior certainly has to do with whether or not you're going to create an accident by driving unsafely or get in an accident because driving mm -hmm. unsafely or because someone around you is driving unsafely. And so um, we're certainly, we're certainly um, looking forward to a, a time where we can get that information um, as part of our, you know, everyone is part of pricing or better to understand mm -hmm. it. But I also know that that's going to take some time. And yeah. so it's it's not something that um, companies uh, are going to take lightly. <laughs> They're going to be. We want to be very careful. It's so much That's data okay. that mm -hmm. it, it that to really use it properly is going to. It's just going to take some time.
Yeah, and, 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 and to me, it even makes more sense than credit. I've always been for credit, okay? I really have because I can see it. Like, yeah. it just overall, you're more likely to be neglectful or irresponsible if you're not, if you're irresponsible in other parts of your life, just to put mm -hmm. it simple, right? The one thing I have to say, though, is there is this company. They're blue, and they're pretty big. They're the second largest and they, I think, abuse it, okay? And, and, I, and I'm not pointing at them. I'm pointing at other people like them in the industry. I believe that when credit came along, it was a, more on the lines of um, how likely are you to have a claim, right? Or to be higher risk. Sure. But I think after a while, the, some of these carriers, not a lot, and I have to give kudos to a lot of the carriers, they have now come in, how likely are you to turn in a claim? Mm -hmm. And I think that's different than how likely are you to have a claim? Because knowing someone's credit history, knowing their financial strength lets you also know how likely they are to turn in a claim. And I think when we're using credit to know how likely we are to turn in a claim versus likely how likely we are to cause a claim or have a claim, I think that's when we start to get into some ethical issues. Once again, you can eliminate that when you start using how good of a driver are you? Simple as that. If you're my wife and she gets rewards from her app that she has, she loves it. Me, I mean, every time I'm driving, she always has to tell her app, no, that's that's not me driving. That's not me driving. That's him driving, you know, so it doesn't ruin her score. But it's... uh. I think it just makes sense and I, and kudos to you. Why don't you think more of your other competitors have come along this line and adapted telematics, Mary? Um, I, I think it's just, I, I think it's going to come. Um, I can't speak for all the, yeah, I can't speak for how the other companies have not adopted it yet. Um, in some cases, if it, depending, you know, if, if they're direct to consumer companies because of the adoption rate, um, there's been more, um, investment in the technology and in the programs, ah. right? Because it isn't easy just to say, oh, you're just going to have a telematics app. There's there's product management, there's technology, there's all the kinds of things you need to implementation do. Implementation of it. Implementation, yeah, et cetera. Sense. Explanation. It's an investment to do that. Um, from an independent agency channel carrier perspective, making that investment amidst comparisons with other things you can invest in to help build your business for the company and together with your agents, this probably didn't hit the top ranking investment for many companies, but that it will happen. Sense. And and the timing of that will will you know will will tell. Mary, that happens. makes sense. That makes sense. Like as a direct to consumer, it is higher on the list because you do see more of an adoption rate. But if you're getting a six to eight percent adoption rate from the independent, that's not going to be something that I hope loyal listeners, you took note of that because that is very, very important. And all of us loyal listeners out there, we need to realize that this is something that we need to embrace. We need to get over all of this, you know, oh, big brother's watching us. As she said, uh, Google, Google Maps, how do you think it knows how fast you're going and stuff like that? And it would be illegal probably, I don't know, for a, for Google or anybody to sell that type of information with because that's user's data and it's very pr uh, protected. But in this instance, when it comes to insurance, loyal listeners, I think this is something that we should probably be getting behind so that we can then help our clients actually see stuff. Because I will admit, I think there's way more better drivers than there are bad drivers. I really do. I would say that there's probably more people who have bad credit than have good credit, to be honest with you. I really do. Now, I know it's based on a curve, like you know you said, and you got that one part, so everybody's kind of getting it. But overall, 
majority of the people that I drive past in the world, they're going the speed limit or they're doing that five or seven miles over, you know, um, they're very careful because they have their kids in the car. I, I just think it works more to an advantage of the customer than it does a disadvantage. I really, truly do. I, I think that those are all great points. Um, to the the one of the main points I heard you make there in terms of whether the independent agency owners or the channel can get more comfortable with telematics, I I, I do think that that is evolving, um, and mm -hmm. I can hear that from the partners that I get the chance to work with, in that because the consumer adoption is increasing, and because during the COVID pandemic, so many people weren't driving as much and they became much more aware of mm. the value of a usage-based uh, model, oh. that there is more interest, at least inquiries to our agency partners about telematic solutions. And so therefore, I have seen more carriers make the investment and push their investment as a result mm. because they've invested all this money into it to really sort of pressure and move the needle a bit, if you will, towards adoption in the independent agency channel. And like you said, I think that that is a good thing. Um, if for, yeah. for Not everyone has to do it. I think there are many drivers that are good drivers that are getting a very competitive price for their coverage they're getting today. And so they may be completely satisfied with what they have versus having a telematics app and thinking about something different and a fear of change, et cetera. Um, but but it is going to be better for everyone. Uh, I think once, if you really are a good driver, it will certainly benefit uh, benefit you in the long run. Well, and I, these are conversations I'm having with my insureds about being a remote workers. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing something up great that that person has been driving five, five, uh, five days a week to work for 20 miles. And now all of a sudden they're only going in two times a week. Mm -hmm. That person is having that conversation in their head. Like, wow, I can't believe, why am I paying as much as I did for insurance that I did before? And sure. it only takes someone to call them on the phone with all those pesky, um, the, uh, the te uh, telemarketers that we get that someone says, says, Hey, did you know that we give you insurance based on how you drive and how far you drive? It's only going to take, those people are having those conversations right now. And so loyal listeners, I think that that's a great way for you to make an inroad into talking about telematics is by asking that question. Are you driving as much as you were before? They're calling it the great uh, resignation right now. Yeah. I mean, people are absolutely changing their, their, their tune and a lot of them are staying at home. And so I think that that's a great, now you can just so, click that little pleasure use, but why not just say pleasure this and that? Why don't we say, what is your use? And I yes. think that that's way more of an important question in your actuary mind, May, or <laughs> May, I'm sorry, Mary, May is my assistant. I apologize, it's Mary, okay. uh, you, um, I can see where that comes from. So yeah. That's so, great. you know, so I realized um, through this conversation, it took me so long to shake my actuary background that I just leaned right into it again. And that's going to be associated forever. Okay. Um, so no, but I appreciate that. Actually, so one of the one of the things that you reminded me of, Jason, I think this gets back to your question about some of the things that um, I've reinforced maybe a little bit differently um, in, in my time here at Plymouth. Plymouth Rock versus the focus on this before is one of the things that I recognize with Plymouth Rock is all the things that the company has been really great at have been co connected by a common theme. And that is in those cases, whether it was a product or a or product feature or a service and claims or customer service where they got as close to the customer 
as possible, like really met the customer where they're at. Mm. And so whether it was back in the 80s when the concept of a crash buster went out for Plymouth Rock before before Progressive actually, um, went out to the site the site of a claim to help make sure they can help our insurance right away or door-to-door valet service or some of the things that we do now in terms of meeting our fans, building our retention with fanatic um, sports, avid sports fans. All of these things are thinking about where where is our customer? How can we do things that really connect? We can do them simply and do them really well, and that will be a winning proposition. And so telematics is no different for us. And so whether it's our customer or our agents, really thinking about where where are we right now and how can we deliver the most value when we um, by meeting them where they are. And so the Road Rewards telematics app is an example of that from the concept that we're having here in terms of how do we help agents and their customers get comfortable with telematics and how do we help get the benefit of telematics solutions um, in their hands and also help agents be competitive against maybe a direct-to-consumer offering because they have a telematics offering in their agency through one like Plymouth Rock that they can offer that are really no, there's no risk. It's only reward. Mm-hmm. And so therefore we, we know that we're going to help, uh, we're going to help improve the safety of the roads, improve the safety of our drivers, improve the profitability. Um, the other thing that along those lines is we've just um, introduced uh, work from home discount specifically ah. um, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And we're going to expand that to our other states to the point that you said, which is like, this is where our customers are. They're working at home. And so we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could at least make sure we don't have to do, you know, they're going to use their tele, the telematics app for rewards, Ooh. but they're also going to, if they're, if they're working from home three or more days a week, we're going to, each driver that's doing that, we're going to give a discount up to a 10% discount on the premium, which is certainly competitive with any other um, insurance carriers, telematics um, dependent um, pricing. So, Mary, this other- has been fantastic. I think we've gotten across I've, uh, for me reaching out to you. I think I got what I needed out of this. Uh, your brilliance has been shining. Uh, everybody, <laughs> if you see the, the light on me, it's not from my light up here. It's it's Mary and her intelligence. So Mary, we do appreciate it very much. I got a couple questions to wrap up that get a little more personal. Uh, is there great. anything you want to say? Anything last minute you want to say? No, it's fine. Well, I will. No, I'm fine. Thank you very okay. much. All right. Well, if you do, you can, you can jump in here. Uh, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And I know you're a leader, so you must be a reader. What are you reading right now? Oh, actually, right now I'm reading Brian, one of Brian Falchuk's books. On, okay. um, yeah, so that's you are reading his book. Yeah, I am. Okay. So I, I'm a I'm a fan and a friend of Brian's, and I think his his thought leadership and his it is wonderful. And so, although I I I'm lucky enough to get to spend time with him, and we do our brainstorming and geeking out on insurance thing um, to get a chance to support him and, and, and read his books and buy them. Next time you see Brian say, Jason said, hi, Brian and I are also very good friends. See, we actually know each other. We just don't even know each other, but now we know each other. So, so now I'm cool. (laughs) I'm going to tell people Mary Boyd knows me. I mean, I know Mary Boyd. Yeah, that that's right. That's what, that's the way that it is. Both ways. Yeah, both ways. (laughs) Um, No, but that, that is, uh, that is it for what I have for you. I, so I really do appreciate you coming on and thank you for telling us about Plymouth Rock. 
Um, I know of Plymouth Rock only from, like you said, you wrote right in six states, but I know I have a lot of friends who uh, uh-huh. speak very highly of you. And it's always funny when we hear Plymouth Rock because the rest of America, we don't know it, right? And it's yeah. like, we're like, Plymouth Rock? You know, but uh, actually, if you go to the Northeast, you'll hear the name all the time as you guys are the staple. So, yeah, well, I, I appreciate it, too. I will I will offer to that same end. If we, if you were to combine our auto businesses um, that we have here at Plymouth Rock, we are the ninth biggest carrier in the in our states and we're the 23rd largest carrier in the country. Well, son of a gun, thank you for adding that, Mary. I did not no know that. No problem. No yeah. problem. And, and it really just comes from really, really becoming more deeply penetrated within the states we are, which give us those those competitive advantages um, that I was referring to earlier. Um, and so although we, we, we're not against expanding geographically, we don't feel we need to in order to grow our business. And so we're really yeah. happy about what we're doing. Plymouth Rock meeting the customer where they are. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, hey, appreciate Perfect. you very much, Mary. I really, really do. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. And Thank to you all very you loyal much. listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass. <laughs> She's Mary Boyd, and we are out. <laughs>